Live for this hour of the program. Facebook Live for this hour of the program. So if you're on Facebook, uh, you can find my page. It's John DePietro Show. You just click the like button, and then you'll say to yourself, there he is. Uh, and then we do a Facebook Live now. We did one at night. And then uh, I'll lay out exactly what's going to happen today during the program. Folks, this portion of the program, as we kick things off on this Tuesday, we have a lot of news to report to you. Bring you the latest. Uh, is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. I can't say enough good things about J.K.L. Engineering. Remember, they're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. Call them today at 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering. Remember, they do it right. They do it right the first time. Central Air is a game changer for your life. And we don't know. They're saying that this is going to be a very hot summer. Now, picture if many of you maybe say, well, you know, I just sometimes open the window, put on a fan. But what if, in fact, it's, you know, you're back to like a stay-at-home order. And suddenly now, you know, you can't go to your to the beach. You can't be outside a lot, what have you. Or let's just say you came down. What if someone in the house came down with the virus? You're going to want to have your house as comfortable as possible. Call J.K.L. Engineering right now at 401-351-7600. And I try to say the number nice and slow so you can remember it. 401-351-7600. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Highest rebates in the market. Over 53 years in business. What does that tell you? J.K.L. In the wintertime, they'll keep you nice and warm in your house. And in the summertime, they'll keep you nice and cool. It's J.K.L. Engineering. 401 401- 351-7600. Again, estimates are free. Financing is available. J.K.L. Engineering. Well, folks, good morning. And good morning to everybody on Facebook Live. People do certainly enjoy the Facebook Live. You can do a, a thumbs up to yourselves. Good morning, everyone. As our coverage continues, I want to thank everyone, first of all, who's been uh, so complimentary with the coverage that, uh, that we've been doing on this uh, whole story. Folks, as you know, Juan was way ahead of the curve. We were way ahead of the curve, the first one on this. And I... I just have a feeling in going forward those of you that enjoy the program now remember you can follow me on both facebook and twitter but uh we're we're going to continue to kind of give you the latest and i like to you know if you listen folks and yesterday was another example of it how we were kind of like we're always at least at least a day ahead of the story with certain members of the media we're almost two days ahead so the schedule for today is we're going to talk to mike stenhouse rhode island center of freedom prosperity coming up at 11 30 uh, they sent out a press release. They do not like the image that Governor Raimondo, that the people are using, uh, that they unveiled uh, over the course of the weekend. And so uh, we're going to talk to uh, Mike Stenhouse about that and also uh, get their thoughts about the, the you know, the mail-in ballot situation that's going on in the state. But I want to um, – I also want to touch on the fact – and then also uh, next hour, Donna Perry – who is, uh, I'm very happy for her. She's now also a uh, columnist, full-time columnist for the Sun Chronicle. She's going to join me at noon. We'll go through our segment. And then Governor Mundo at, um, at, at 1 o'clock today for her, her press briefing. But, folks, I want to I wanna touch on uh, a couple of different things. And one of the things is uh, there's certain people that you can see without question have definitely stepped up in their leadership, leadership abilities, full display. Anyone that's ever known if you've ever been on a team where there is, and I mean a team where a real captain is named, or if you've ever been around some people that truly demonstrate leadership, this is one of those situations to me that we are seeing some people that are displaying true leadership and some people who are not displaying true leadership. So let's just start. I want to touch on this situation with a story to give you different examples. But in the city of Providence, Providence plans to close some streets to vehicles. They hope to announce a plan, close certain streets to all traffic to allow more space for pedestrians and cyclists to exercise outdoors. Folks, this is one of those things. There's no reason for that. Uh, Mayor Alorzo, of which I'm not exactly a fan of, this is something he's been pushing for for a long time long time this is where the person who's in charge and power in this case it's the mayor they're using this crisis over you to exercise their agenda you know this has been for several years he rides a bike to city hall he wants more people riding bikes in the city of providence he points to certain cities in europe like in amsterdam and italy and other cities where a lot of people ride bikes number one you have small streets Number two, it's also an economic element. A lot of people, if you are just kind of going in and around 
um, some of the streets and going back and forth. Maybe you could ride a bicycle. For most people you're listening right now, that, that just doesn't make sense. But this is a situation. There's no reason for this. Alorza closed the parks. He has been closing streets over time or narrowing them, I should say, in order to put in these bike paths. He's trying to force. He is a member of the whole Green New Deal foolishness. And that's exactly what it is. You notice the first thing that went out the window when this thing started was the ban on paper paper bags. The ban on paper bags went out the window. The Green New Deal is no longer a luxury that we can afford. I'm not even saying we could afford it. But this is an example. He's trying to do it under the guise of we want people to have more exercise. So as if you, you close a street See, they, 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 this is one of those things. I don't think those streets would ever be reopened. Now, I say, I know many of you could say, yeah, but Juan, I don't go to Providence, everything. Folks, this type of thing starts to grow. Other people start to say, you know, maybe we're going to do that. There's no reason for it. And it also just kind of, to me, it falls under the category of where they use their own agenda in this crisis to start to put some of this stuff forward. Now, the other thing, yesterday, Governor Raimondo unveiled uh, the way back. And she has these different phases that she wants to go through. Distant learning continues. Stay-at-home order lifted. Social gatherings limited to 10 people. Some businesses allowed to reopen. Phase two restrictions on business. Uh, maybe some restaurants could welcome some dine-in customers. Phase three more. Bi- Folks, is there anyone that thinks that people let's let's just be you know honest here on this Tuesday is there anyone listing that thinks that people are going to be able to follow what I, I'm just whatever blanking phrase or phase excuse me that we're in does anyone think the average person I, I my my problem with the governor's people is they continue to maintain that the governor thinks that at one o'clock each day now this crowd you're listening to me right now you're different than the average person because you pay attention to current events because if you if otherwise you wouldn't be listening to a current events program like mine, but there's many people that are just oblivious to things and they're actually very hard to reach. They're not people that they don't vote. A lot of them don't pay taxes. They don't follow the news. They don't read the newspaper. They're not on Facebook or Twitter. There may be some of those social apps, but they're they're like oblivious to what goes wrong. They're they're just like pe- pedestrians. In the vehicle of life is the best way. They just go along. They don't know whether it's going to rain or snow. They don't know who the vice president is. They can't tell you anything. Does she think those people are paying attention and dropping what they're doing every day from one to two to listen to her on the radio or watch her? They're not. Now, I was in, like many of you, listen, um, you haven't been able to survive this long Unless either you've gone to a store or you've had someone go to a store for you. This business of first we're going to go to 10 people, then we're going to go to 15 people. And if everybody behaves, you know, I was almost yesterday waiting for the governor to say, and then if everyone behaves, then maybe we're going to have some dessert after dinner. I mean, what are we talking about? People, businesses have to reopen. They are they are immune. They are unplugged. They are they're not in touch that there are businesses right now saying in the next two weeks to 30 days, if I don't open the doors of my business, I'm not going to be able to stay in business. It This is the ultimate crunch time. This is, you know, it's the bottom of the ninth and you're up to bat and either you tie the game, get a, a base runner and tie the game or, or the game is over. I mean, for not everyone, but there are many people that are in that. By the way, there's some businesses where the game is over. They've closed. They're never going to reopen. It's just they can't. And it's terrible. And you don't fully know that because the dust hasn't settled. But this business of these different phases, it is up to the stores. You have the guidelines. I was in, as I told the story, I was in Ace uh, on Sunday, and they are – an essential business, thank God, and I was allowed to get something. I wore a mask. I had on gloves. I actually even needed assistance. The person that showed me where it was that I was looking for, they had on a mask. There's the mapping on the floor. My point is, listen, every business could be doing that. Today, restaurants that want to offer outside dining, just outside dining, should be allowed to open in my mind. Now, 
someone might say, well, a lot of people won't feel comfortable going, then let them find that out. Right. That is the nature of business. What is business is you 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 have an idea, a service, some product, some kind of way you put it forward and then let the public decide what what I don't like is that this is starting to come. We're supposed to go two more weeks now with the stay at home order. I, I don't believe that we, we are that that convention center is is never. Thank God, by the way, never going to be used this emergency hospital. The number numbers are going down. The tests are still high. But what the media needs to highlight, what the local media, and right now at 1117, folks, good morning. It's John DePietro. What the local media really needs to start to highlight. Listen, let's face it. The deaths, by and large, in Rhode Island, not everywhere, but by and large, most of them, over 80% to 85% have been in nursing homes. That Listen, it's sad. And my sympathies go out to everyone that has fallen into that. But that's not. I, I applaud the president of Brown University. And I asked the question yesterday of Governor Mundo about the colleges have got to start to make plans to get back into action. And the political correctness that has really hit the college campuses is, is going to come to a head. Now, what do I mean by that? Now, yesterday, if you caught the press briefing. They did take my question, and this is important, folks, because in Rhode Island, as you know, you have you have URI, you have Brown University, you have RISD, you have Providence College, you have Bryant University, you have Rhode Island College, you have Roger Williams, Johnson of Wales, especially in the city of Providence. If you took the college students out, Providence really becomes a ghost town. So I asked Governor Raimondo about the piece in the New York Times that was written by the uh, president of Brown University. Here's a question for the governor from John DePietro. Brown University President Paxson wrote an op-ed for the New York Times warning dire consequences if colleges and universities do not reopen this fall. Did you read it? And what can you tell students from plans about plans for URI, RIC, and CCRI for the summer and the fall? Yeah, great question. So I did read it. Furthermore, uh, every Saturday, Stephan and I have a phone call with... Uh, I'll just save you, folks. She does it. The governor didn't really answer my question. The, the answer is they're not sure. But what's going to happen at the college campuses, and again, at 1119, uh, good morning, everyone. It's John DePietro. I want you to understand what's going to happen at the college campuses. This whole political correctness is going to come to a head. And I haven't heard anyone talk about it. And I think I'm going to write about this later on the website, visit DePietro.com. But you think the past couple of years, we've watched the erosion on the college campuses as political correctness has taken over. And the president of Brown, I thought, wrote a very good piece saying, listen, one of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to start to allow in the fall. There's two times a year that they are allowing revenue to come in. Fall tuition and then for the second semester. Okay, that's basically it. They do some winter break, J term. They do summer. But that's by and large when most people are attending college. If, If the colleges don't reopen and I'm not talking about this online BS because that's what it is. That is trying to make the best of a bad situation. We're talking about on-campus, classroom. If you don't have that, colleges and universities, many of them, not Harvard, not the old one, but many of them are going to go out of business. But what has happened is, and I think this audience will appreciate it, is what have we watched the past couple of years? They want to book a speaker on to speak at the college campus. And what happens? Some fringe group. One or two people say, I don't like that person. I'm offended by something they said. And they cancel the speaker, right? How about the fact that they want to have some kind of a class or anything remotely that all you have to do, the real power of the past couple of years has become the person that raises the hand and says, I'm offended. And boom, without question, then we're going to cancel it. And we've seen various examples of this from Ray Kelly at Brown was invited to speak about stop and frisk and college campuses all over the country. Well, this is going to be, you know, blank or walk time. This is where the colleges are going to have to have brass ones or they're going to fold. Because what do you think is going to happen? The college is going to announce that they are going to be open for the fall, which they should be, by the way, which they should be. Let's be very clear. Young people are not dropping dead. People are not dropping dead from this. It is not the plague. I wish the president would stop saying it's the plague. It's not the plague. Okay? It's a virus. It's an odd virus. We're learning more about it. 
All those kids that went down for spring break, they did not drop dead. But my point is, the colleges are going to announce they're reopening. There will be voices that say, no, you shouldn't open. Now, if you listen to them, then you're going to go out of business. I believe this is it. Colleges, it's gut check time. Either we're going to open, I'm sorry, then you can take classes online or you can go somewhere else. But if you have 100 students and 98 are prepared to return to the campus, majority rules. I am very anxious to see how some of these politically correct colleges, how they're going to react. Because I guarantee you there's going to be people saying, no, these people, by the way, forever are never going to leave their house anymore. But you can't listen to them. Right. You can't follow them. How many times have we seen a college wants to book someone, name someone, Michelle Malkin and Coulter. Someone says, no, I'm offended at something they wrote. OK, then we'll cancel it. That see that. So there's a false sense of power for those that say that they are offended by it. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Competition Shooting Supplies. You know, I saw John Francis just the other day. Folks, he is doing terrific. They are open. And I can't stress enough the importance of making sure you have enough ammo. You don't know where this politically correct government is going to go. Competition Shooting Supplies, the leader, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You come right off. You can find them online, competitionshooting.com, competitionshooting at cox.net, shooting at cox.net. Competition shooting supplies. There's no one more knowledgeable. He has preparation ammo. They have everything you need. It's competition shooting supplies. Now, they do have a good selection of firearms. But as you can imagine, many of you have already gone out getting them. Folks, we don't know where this is going to go with possible anarchy. Remember, you can call competition shooting supplies, 727-1715-16, excuse me. Stop in ammunition. Make sure you have enough ammunition. Competition shooting supplies. Your quarantine headquarters. Stop in and see John Francis, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You take the last exit off 95. You go right by the Attleboro train station, and boom, you run right into it. They're right there on Benefit Street. The tattoo parlor is closed next to them, but they are open. There's no one more knowledgeable. Competition shooting supplies. Folks, it's John DePietro. So I think this is uh, the college campus battle is one to pay attention to because, folks, that's what it is going to be, a battle. But I I don't like the direction that we started to see uh, everything go yesterday. And and also, I want to be very clear with some of you. I received an email from someone that said, I think it's ridiculous. And I went into a business and they said they have to hold everybody's hand as they're walking around. And you can't do this and you can't do that. Someone even sent me an email complaining the marinas are open in Rhode Island. You know, I wasn't aware of that. I think that's a great thing if the marinas are open in Rhode Island. We need everything open in Rhode Island, right? I want to see everything reopen. The person emailing me, I think they thought that I was going to say, oh, that's awful. They said, yeah, can you imagine that? All the other marinas in the East Coast are closed. Rhode Island has them open. I thought that's a great thing. But some of these other stores, listen, if you're a business owner, I'm telling you right now, I I would try to operate. You want to, and I'm tired of using the word safe. You want to use proper protocol of distancing. I get that. And yes, people need masks. And yes, people should be washing their hands. But I'm telling you, you need to start to operate and do business. I was speaking to a business owner just over the weekend. And I said, let me just put it to you this way. This is survival time. All right. And in many ways, Rhode Island is the wild, wild west. What do you need to do? Listen, they can have guidelines. But right now at 1125, let me be very clear. Do you really think this state has the personnel to go out and start counting? Uh, Do you have 10 people in your store or do you have 11 or 12? If you're a business owner and you, they say you can't have more than 10 people and and you kick people out because you get to 11 or 12, that is your problem. I am not encouraging anyone to put anyone in harm's way. I think there are proper protocols. The businesses have to Govern this and sheriff this. The the businesses, if you're a business owner, it's going to be up to you. I'll also give you another example. I don't get this whole thing of only beer and wine. There are many people that like hard booze. You know, someone was telling me the other night they ordered from Chili's and they wanted to take out. They wanted to check off to get a margarita, which they're not going to go out and buy all the mix. And they were told they can't get a margarita. I'm telling you, if this were, you know, DePetro Foods and I'm running a restaurant – I, I, if someone comes in 
and says, hey, can I get a gin and tonic or can I get this or that thrown in? Where is the, the rule that I can only sell them beer and wine? That is a let me let's be very clear. That's a made up rule. So I'm telling businesses, I'm not saying to break the law. These aren't even really proven laws. They're guidelines. But what I'm saying to you, you know, Saturday was that protest. But what is the point of that? Businesses need to start to just open. There's a a gun shop in Massachusetts. That guy won't close. There's a tailor in New York City. He won't close. He's like, I'm not. If I close, I go out of business. They have masks. They're operating social distancing. What I'm saying to many of the business people is it's time to get a backbone. Okay, it's time to start to, you know, don't be sheep here. If you follow everything exactly as they lay it out, you're going to be nowhere. And by the way. A lot of the college campuses right now, guess what? They're filled with seniors who are getting together and they're partying and having a good time because they're supposed to be graduating. And this is going on all over. I heard about it going on in Boston. I heard about it in Washington. How about in Florida right now, how the businesses are reopening? Do you see what's going on in Georgia? You know, it's just a matter of when. When is someone going to start to break through? When is someone going to say, you know, when you get takeout, if you want to sit outside at my place and enjoy that, we'll bring you a drink. I, I am telling you, it is the up to the businesses. Um, you know, stop being a victim. Stop being a victim, many of the, the businesses, to the governor. All right, folks, let's bring him on. He is with the Rhode Island Center for Freedom of Prosperity, and it's our friend Mike Stenhouse. Good morning, Mike Stenhouse. Hey, John, how are you? Uh, very good. Mike, we're on the air, so go right ahead. I want to start off, Mike. Uh, Stan, hold on just a moment because I want to remind people about PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Folks, they are open for the season. I was there. They are compliant with the state. They've set up a safe environment when you arrive. And right now at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, they have a beautiful selection of pansy flats, pansy bags, hangers and bowls. Tulips and hyacinthias, daffodils, hydrangeas. Also, they'll do landscaping for you. Look for them on Facebook. They are open for the season. Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Screen Loom, Black Brown, Hemlock Mulch. Uh, Look for them on Facebook, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, right off of Route 4, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. All right, let's bring him on. He is our friend Mike Stenhouse. Good morning once again, Sten. John, great work. Uh, did I hear you say anarchy a little while ago? No, I'm not saying that it's anarchy. I am just saying, you know, I received a petition from the Gatsby Business Network and this whole business of reopen Rhode Island. What I am saying is right now, a lot of these guidelines, they're really nothing more than guidelines. So I, I don't know if you were trying I don't know if you were trying to be funny. Uh, I'm not I don't want to describe as anarchy. What I'm describing it as, I think businesses start to need to do what's best for them and find ways to operate business and stop being so silent and sitting back. I'm saying I'm talking about people that want to start to operate and these phases that we're supposed to all follow, you know, first we're going to do 10 people. And then if everybody's good and they brush their teeth and they do their homework, then maybe we're going to go to 15 people. And then two weeks later, if everyone's behaving and they're keeping their room clean, maybe we'll go to 15 or 20. I- I'm talking about businesses starting to say, hey, listen, I decide to get into business. It takes a backbone. It takes some guts. And I've had just about enough of government interference. So you're right, and I was just joking, obviously. Um, this is serious, and um, n- you know, nan- this is nanny state. This is holding hands, but it's even worse than that. And because what a nanny state is, holding your hand in, during recovery, this is government control over our lives, over our economy to some extent. And this is why the image we'll talk about shortly that I know you've already discussed with Justin and others about this, you know, this piece of art is so relevant because it's not just the imagery and that Maoist portrait that the governor supported, but it's the words that she is saying. She is saying, you will work when I say you will work, when I let you work, and under the conditions and regulations that I say you must work under. That is not freedom, my friend. That no. is not prosperity. It's not. And and so 
the image and the words go together, and that's why we are so alarmed at what we are seeing and hearing. Well, not only that, Stan, but I, I'll tell you, the media, I'll be the first one to admit, listen, the media has been compromised. What you're seeing right now is many times in the past, it's always a newspaper that pushes a limit, that challenges authority. That's just the way it's been. The Providence Journal, to our detriment, has been weakened. The guidelines that are set up right now, where the reporters are not allowed in the room, all the information comes out in the way it does. The television stations are afraid of losing access. That's really the name of the game. It's people are afraid of losing access to the governor, so they play along. And I will tell you, within the media, there's pressure because there are people that are very loud or getting loud with their voices, that they like it like this. It should be this way. And anyone that challenges uh, the, the other members of the media are pretty aggressive. But let's talk about that image, Stan. Talk, talk about that image that the governor unveiled. By the way, I did ask her about that. It didn't get a lot of attention. But afterwards, I was the only one that asked about it. And my question is, if my question to her, this was right after it was unveiled on the conference call, because when, when the things are coming, hey, I'm just seeing news right now. Cranston Mayor's wife test positive. So Barbara Ann Fenton has tested positive. You know, I, Channel 12 is reporting that. But unless she's very, very sick, I know she, she does work at the hospitals. Um, unless she's very, very sick, I don't see that as news, to be honest with you. I think that's another thing of where people get get uh, scared off by that thing. But, but uh, Sen, just get back to the image for a moment. Uh, what, what I said was, how does that image represent all workers? Uh, there's no person of color in that. There's no male in that. There's no older person in that. It's, it's this, you know, younger, white, Latino, female person. And the governor even said, the governor said to me, Mike Stenhouse, how do you know she's white? Or how do you know? I said, well, you know, you could first of all, you could tell it's a woman. Number two, by the hair, you can tell. All right. So she's either Latino or white. But how does that image represent Rhode Island healthcare workers? Well, I mean, just listen, you take a woman, you put on a, a Chinese communist cap, you put on a Chinese communist tunic. And just because you put a little red cross on her lapel uh, does not make that. A nurse. I'm sorry, it does not. Uh, 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 uh. I know artists have wide latitudes on their interpretation, but but you do not. She is wearing that is not a nurse's cap. That's a communist Chinese Maoist cap. That's a communist Chinese tunic, um, and and it's just ridiculous um, that that a symbol of such repression. The governor could possibly call an inspiring image of leadership and that it would be the symbol for our state as we try to recover from this Chinese virus. I mean, again, I'll say it that way on purpose. So we're using a Chinese communist symbolism as a way to show our resistance to the Chinese virus. I mean, I don't get it. You know, but again, it's beyond that. And I think the governor was played on this, too, John, because as you probably already know, this was not an original work designed for Rhode Island. No. This is a a work, this guy who who himself is an admitted Marxist supporter, okay, the artist. Uh, this This is a piece of work he put out in general with a different global circle in the middle. All he did was take that image and and put some some kind of Rhode Island, you know, strength and hope thing in the middle. So so it's not even an original piece of work. I don't know if we paid for it. You know, I don't. I no, don't it's, know she says it's free. Know. The governor said it's free. Just so we're clear, she did. I asked her about it. I asked her about it. I I was just surprised if someone told me they're going to have some kind of an artwork. Most of the time, you can kind of cover the rainbow with three people. You know, you can have maybe a man and two women. But you put one person older, you make someone a person uh, of color, you make someone else Asian. Uh, so you have young, old, Latino, something like that. I knew right away when they said they were going to have an image, I knew that it was going to be a female. But I agree with you. When I look at that, it doesn't look like the United States of America. It certainly doesn't look like Rhode Island. It does look like a communist poster. It looks like propaganda, Mike Stenhouse. No, listen, it is, and, and like I said earlier, it, it definitely is, but, but you can, and, and we put up an image with other, uh, Stalin and Hitler and other fascist posters. 
posters of last last century. I saw that uh, that were used, and the overtones and similarities and the way they're laid out are also kind of uh, you know they're there, they're obvious. But again, I'm I, I'm not I'm not I'm far less concerned about the imagery than I am about what she's actually going to do about the restriction, the boot on the neck she's actually going to put on the private sector. Once she allows, I mean, what she said yesterday, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to allow you to go back to work. Yeah. I mean. Very disturbing. Is that a democratic process? And then we heard this morning on the media, Senator Ruggiero, Senate President, he admitted he wasn't included in any of these discussions. Right. We truly have words, actions, and imagery of dictatorial type rule. Yes. Right? Yes. Now, now, again, am I overstating it? Sure. But I'm trying to make a point, right? We're seeing elements of all this. And and I have heard, you've probably talked to people too, I've heard from people who have been included in some of these business association calls that the governor has and that she uses to pretend like the whole business community is supporting her plan. People have called me and said, Mike, if, if, if she does what we think she's going to do. I can tell you that 50 to 70% of the businesses in my association will die. Yes, I have heard that, Stan. I have heard that. And and I'm not sure what to do about it other than, now a couple of questions for you. In the image that you put forward, you did include an image of Hitler. Was that intended? Was that an oversight? Do you think that's going a little too far with some of the imaging? Well, the, again, we were talking about the layout of the posters of, of fascist and communist propaganda of okay. the past. And what, we're, what we were using with the Hitler one was, it was less it was Hitler, it was about you've got a figure in the middle and then you've got this round circle yep. above them with radiation, you know, coming out as if God, you know, is ordaining this person, right? So it was more the layout, the same thing with Stalin, same thing with the other ones. Um, so we weren't, but it, but it is the same kind of tactic, right? As far as laying, a, you put a per, central person of authority there, and you and you have the sun shining down on him or her as, sure. if, as if God is blessing it, right? So that's all. We, that's all. The fact that it was Hitler didn't matter. If it was Stalin didn't matter. If it was Mao didn't matter. Who it was, uh, but we just we those are just some of the. Uh, images we quickly assembled. Do you think the Rhode Island Republican Party, and again, folks, we're speaking of Mike Stenhouse, Rhode Island Center for Freedom and Prosperity. Do you think the Republican Party is, uh, for lack of a better term, just making enough noise? I think they haven't been, they, they, they've kind of been frozen like a lot of people. They're not sure how to criticize the governor. But I, I'm telling you, Stan, the deadline is coming up next month for new candidates. I like Susie Yankee, but you have a group of people that protested on Saturday. You have the phase thing with the governor yesterday, which I don't think enough people can understand. I, I think there's a window of opportunity here because this business people are looking for someone to speak for them and rally in their behalf. And I don't see the Republican Party in Rhode Island stepping up and carrying that mantle. Well, I, I don't know that the party can speak for anyone, but I do think you are right that, that the candidates, the one thing we're missing in this state, and I've been saying this since day one. I mean, I remember one of the first editorials I wrote, John, back around 2011 or 12. Where are the warriors from the business community? Yes. Where are the people who are going to stand up and scream from the top of the mountain that this is enough? Where are the business leaders who are going to who are in the right position to to say, you know, I've made my money, I've grown a business, it's time for me to go into public service. And, you know, and, and fight for the things I believe in, you know, where it matters most, public policy. I mean, this is what the left does. You know, they get their activists running uh, for office. The unions get their people running for office. And yet, and yet, you know, our team is too busy working and making money and hiring other people. Well, that's got to end. You know, I, I was very critical. I was at a conference last year, if I can just digress a little, John. Um, Grover Norquist, you know, he, yes. he, he has a... Um, as many of your listeners might know, I, I run a monthly center-right coalition meeting in the state. And um, I, I don't want to go too now. far off track. I really want to stay with what we're talking about right now, and I want to lose people. Well, but we're just what. Let, here, here's the thing: the, the Gatsby Business Network. Let, let's just stay with. Let's just stay with this. Okay. 
because people are, are trying to figure out if they can reopen their business. Is there going to be more of an effort led by the Rhode Island Center for Freedom and Prosperity and the Gatsby Business Network to, to, to lift this stay-at-home order earlier than May 8th? Because the numbers are going down. That convention center, and I'm, this is good news, but it doesn't look like it's ever going to be used uh, for the 600 different beds. Uh, we are at a pivotal point here, but it sounds as if, as you said, the governor is saying, I'm not sure if I'm going to let you go back to work. Yes. The, as you know, the Gassy Business Network is close with us. They do have a petition drive to reopen without strict oppressive regulations. Go to gatsby.biz, and the petition's right at the top. So we are encouraging people. Yes, we're trying to speak out. Uh, um, the, 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 the media ignores us. Thank you, thank you to you for giving us. I have you on right now. So, but yeah, I, thank well, you for that. Yeah. Now and here's the thing. I'm going to leave it at this. I'm. I think we are past the point of petitions. I think it is time for some businesses to step up and just start operating by practicing social distancing. Uh, if they if this needs to be challenged in court, so be it. But someone has got to take the mantle and move ahead. We are past. That's where I come down. We're past protests. We're past petitions. We're talking about whether or not people are going to be able to survive to wait to see. You know, let's see where we are. Memorial Day is not going to cut it. Sin. It just isn't. People are not going to make it. I agree. We, we, you know, the, you know, you know. So, take an example: Rhode Island Manufacturers Association, who, you know, who is an inside player, and I don't say that negatively. That's just true. Uh, they, they were allowed to keep operating, yes, good, because they signed a pledge. Oh, right, that said we will practice social distancing. Here's our plan. Please let us stay open. Um, so the governor said, okay, yes, under these conditions, you're an essential business. Well, we think every business and every job is essential to our recovery. And we think every business yes. and every employer and employee should have the right to sign a similar pledge. We yes. will follow state guidelines, protocols, yes. but let us go back to work. Yep, I agree with you. We're going to leave it there. Stan, good to hear your voice. Keep up the good work. Thank you, John. All right, folks, Mike Stenhouse right here on the John DePietro Show. Folks, this portion of the program, and I mean it, uh, I, I, and I don't like the fact that he started off by saying, did I hear you mention anarchy? I, I, I'm not saying that. I don't consider that. If, if a business opens today, um, I don't consider that as anarchy. I consider it as there are businesses that are operating and and. That are starting to, again, I get the whole thing. You need people in masks. You need the safe distancing. But I, I just think we're past the point of petitions, protests. What, who's going to start? Who's going to say, I have the keys to my business. I run my own business. I'm opening today. I am open. If the state is going to come and try to shut me down, I'll see you in court. But you, I, I need to be open. I have customers. I have clients. I think that's what has to happen. This is crazy. The numbers are going down. This is no time for I, I just, again, I, I, I just think someone has got to start to be the leader here and battle out. I don't know where the Republican Party is. They're too quiet. They're silent. Um, this is a window of opportunity right now. I'm not trying to be critical of Susie Yankee. I recognize it's been a pandemic and they, they don't want to be critical, but... We're seeing other states that are reopening, and I, I, I'm not seeing good reasons on why we're not. I don't. Folks, this point, and, and it's business as usual. Again, I repeat, there hasn't been one state worker laid off. Not one state worker has taken a pay cut. Not one state worker has been furloughed. You have all these businesses that are closed. Not one teacher's made a nickel less. Not one city or town worker has made any less. And yet... You know, the protected class. Again, it remains that way. What are we talking about? We need to get more food for the illegals. Closing streets in Providence. This is lunacy. I'm going to talk to my friends at the Gatsby Business Network. It's time for brass ones, guys. Come on. This is blank and get off the pot. Uh, if you, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're not going to lead, get out of the way. But there are business people right now. You know, you got to have the markings on the floor. you got to have masks on. Uh, you know, this is you're in the Titanic. You're in your, they're telling you stay in your room, and you know the the ship is going down. It's either get in the lifeboat and live. 
On 9-11, there were people that were in the second tower that started to make their way down and they went over the loudspeaker and told them to go back up. That happened. They shouldn't have. They'd be alive today. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Winfield Termite and Pest Control. Call them today, 401-821-7800, 401-821-7800, online, winfieldpest.com. Rhode Island's number one most dependable pest control service. The last thing you need in your house right now are ants, carpenter ants. They can be a major problem. Termites. How about cockroaches? Any pest, home, yard, business, commercial property, Free estimate or schedule a home inspection. Winfield, termite pest control, family-run business of professionals. 821-7800. Winfield Pests is the type of company you want in your foxhole with you. They do, they'll also, by the way, protect you from ticks and mosquitoes. And this is going to be a bad bad tick season. I told a story yesterday. I was on a run on Saturday on on a trail pretty far away from the brush and i literally watched like in slow motion a tick leap right onto my leg ticks are going to be bad winfield pest folks never mind mosquitoes where we've already been concerned about the west nile virus who knows what could be transmitted you need winfield pest number one make sure your yard is free of mosquitoes and ticks you don't know what type of virus could spread number two you certainly don't want any of that in your home or business. Winfield Termite and Pest Control, they're the real deal. Protect your home, family, business. You know, everyone's throwing around the word safe, which I disagree with, by the way. I think that word is overused, but they will protect you. Winfield Termite and Pest Control, 401-821-7800, 401-821-7800, Winfield, uh, and online, winfieldpest.com it's winfield termite and pest control well folks at 11:48, and i did just see that on the channel 12 website now i'm not trying to knock channel 12 because i like them a lot and i respect them but what are we to make of that i know that she is in fact um a registered nurse after weeks spent as a healthcare worker on the front lines bob ran fenton wong has tested positive for covid19 according to a statement from the family on monday she developed a dry cough was tested at twin river She remains at home, mild symptoms, and will self-isolate it as directed. Mayor Fung remains remains asymptomatic and will not be tested unless he develops symptoms as directed by the Rhode Island Department of Health. In the meantime, he will self-isolate and work full-time from home, including broadcasting his annual State of the City speech and budget introduction live from their kitchen Thursday night. Well, I think he could do it from the dining room or the family room, but whatever. The Fungs want to remind everyone that the virus is relentless. But I'm very anxious to see if she ends up with just dry cough and mild symptoms. Folks, we, we have got to move in the, in the right direction here. I mean it. And again, I'm not, I don't like that. And I'm not, send means well, but um, look at this. 101-year-old woman born during the Spanish flu pandemic survives coronavirus. I think they've gone too far. If we start to continue to see the numbers down, I just, businesses have to start to operate. We do. And for those, listen, I know right now there's going to be people that are saying, no, we need to remain shut down. I know they're monitoring things down south. I think the, the social distancing, I think the quarantine, I think the um, the element of washing hands, I think all of those things have certainly come into play. and And it has made a difference. But with the good weather here, we, we have to get people back into the workforce. I know some people don't feel that way. And by the way, if you have a compromised immune system or you're somewhat, if you're older, and no one wants to get it. I, I, I'm at the top of the list with you on that. I certainly don't want to get it. But if, if we're going to practice and do the right things, I, I think we have to, folks. We have to start to open up this stuff. It's too many. Isn't it frightening how... The number of people that seemingly are very content to just go along. And when they say, you know, very, very content in may in some ways to just kind of go along and follow blindly whatever is being said. It's John DePietro. It's 1150. Coming up next hour, uh, my sister, Donna Perry, who is now a a columnist for the Sun Chronicle. She's going to join me. It's a great segment. You don't want to miss it. And then one o'clock. We will carry Governor Mundo her daily press briefing. 
And I, I hope she's going to tweak some of these phases. I think they're too restrictive. I think they're too complicated. I don't see how everyone is going to be able to follow along with it. And so we're going to bring that to you live. Hey, folks, I want to remind you, I want you to save money. And I talked to Scott Zambrano this morning, who's terrific. It's A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. You can call them today. It's Scott. It's Alex. They're located 1529 Mineral Spring Avenue in North Providence. I'll tell you, he is straight up. Okay? Scott is a straight shooter. I like him. I respect him. He, he, he is the type of person. Scott Zambrano, he's the type you want to deal with. Because there's no BS. He gets right to the point. And let me be very clear. He will help you save money on your insurance. And... With the good weather coming, by the way, there's many of you that don't realize that you might need to be insured for jet skis, for your boat, for your RV. On top of that, how about this? What if you save money with your home insurance, with your life insurance, with your auto insurance or business insurance? A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, licensed in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida, 401 353-9300. Now call them. They're also on Facebook, AE Mazika, M-A-Z-I-K-A, Mazika Insurance Services, and also their website, aemazika.com. Folks, it's very simple. I want to help you save money. I want to help you save money. AE Mazika Insurance, 401-353-9300, AE Mazika Insurance Services. Free consultation over the phone. Let them help you save money. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. So, folks, it's John DePietro right now. Uh, some of the latest headlines. Now, I was very happy with the way the briefing went last night. I thought President Trump, he, he didn't take the bait. He was calm. That was a BS question that that reporter asked him. He didn't fall for it. How about also yesterday? Oh, I'm looking at some uh, headlines. Let's see. Chicago Party, another packed house. Uh, zero distancing. U.S. deaths are now at 56,000. Thermal scans for entry. Death models rise again. Congress cancels return. Unemployment anger grows. One and four breaking point. Folks, we have to get people back to work. We have to. It is gone too much. There's also a controversial thing with um, the... Uh, uh, how about the, the player that played at URI at one time, an emotional New England Patriots rookie kicker, told Channel 4 he's going to have a controversial tattoo a link to a right-wing militia group removed. I think it's too late. Uh, it's a tattoo he had on his arm with the logo of the Three Percenters, which is an anti-government group. He said he got it when he was 18. I uh, told reporters he would cover it up. But now he said he didn't know the meaning of it. The problem is um, he should have had it removed a long time ago. I think it's it's uh, late. He said now. First, he said he was going to cover it up. Now he said I'm going to take it off my body. I think it's um, I think it's too late for that. Um, I think that if he was serious about playing, and I don't know this young guy, I think he then he he first played at URI, and then he played at Marshall. But uh, they just don't need something like that. That was a mistake, either him or his family or his coaches. So uh, the fact that he had it on, and by the way, there were other people that knew about it. Uh, you want to play in the NFL, you can't have a symbol like that on you. Now, if he wants to say it's my right, everything else, then he's fine to do it. But um, you you watch how fast. That that was a mistake, and I just don't know if it's repairable because it's, it's not something that just happened. He certainly has had some time to maybe uh, get rid of it, and he wouldn't be in the, the problem, the highlight that he's in right now. I think he's now just made it, unfortunately, impossible for himself. Uh, that at this day and age, if you don't know that you have a tattoo that basically identifies with anti-Semitic individuals that were protesting uh, down south with the tortures, then then good luck. I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, is that someone that gets a, a Nazi tattoo and they oh, is that offensive? I, again, he has every right. If he wants to have that on his body, total right. Guess what? He doesn't have to. The NFL teams don't have to have him. I'll cover it up. Uh, I think you're a little late to the game on that, pal. Hey, folks, I want to remind you. I'd like to remind you of different things that can help you. And one is that helps me is a Kai Berry. Look at this beautiful bottle. A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I.com. A Kai Berry, an antioxidant. And what this does is this is a disease-fighting antioxidant that will, number one, 
it's incredible how it replenishes your body. And number two, look at this. Doesn't it look like a wine bottle? It's not a wine bottle. It's a Kai Berry. Check them out online on their website, akaiberry.com. But this, you take just a little bit of this, like literally a shot of it each morning, and you notice a huge difference of how this helps your body, replenishes your body. Akai Berry. Pick it up today. This is a Rhode Island product. And I mentioned to people, you can get that at Dave's in East Greenwich sells it, Akai Berry. And also, It's My Health in Cumberland. It's My Health in Cumberland sells it, Akai Berry. Pick up a bottle today. It's good for you. It's good for your whole family. It's a full with antioxidants. It will help you fight off a virus, keep you healthy. And if you do get sick, then this is what you want to get back on track, Akai Berry. You can also pick up some at the uh, main offices, 50 King Street in Johnson. It's my friend Angelo Aiello, Akai Berry. Tell Angelo that you're trying Akai Berry. I know a number of you have contacted me saying it's delicious, you love it, and it gives you energy and it helps your body and makes you feel better. So, folks, what we're going to do right now, it's 1157. Good morning. It's John DePietro. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go till 2. Check out the website, DePietro.com. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter. Next hour, we have a segment with uh, one of my siblings, Donna Perry, who's now a columnist, feature writer for the uh, Attleboro Sun Chronicle. It's a great segment. We're going to touch on some of the top top uh, topics to start off next hour. And then at 1 o'clock, we will carry the Governor Mundo, uh, her daily press briefing, see what the governor says. I think the numbers are definitely, um, they're not going up, as the governor said, and as the weather is getting nicer. Uh, certainly over the next couple months, it's going to start to dip down. I, I think it's time to, um, I think the governor should look at relifting the stay-at-home order. I do. Um, I think for businesses that know you have to operate that way, give people a chance to reopen the businesses. If I was going to go into a store and it looked really crowded, then I wouldn't go in the store. But why can't you right now? I, I still don't get the salons. Why can't? It's going to be you and the person that's going to be doing your hair or giving you a a manicure, whatever it is. Let's get these people for crying out loud, working again, or someone you're going to go into, whatever type of store it is. This portion of the program, now listen, you're going to be home. How about this? You have your best lawn you've ever had. That can happen. If you pick up the phone or go online, Lawn Doctor, call them today, 401-392-1025, 392-1025, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. You know, right now, and with all this rain, right now, this season could be the best lawn that we've ever had at my home. Lawn Doctor, because they put in the crabgrass control, professional blend of high calcium, the time-release fertilizer. They have a great website. It's lawndoctor.com or call them today. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Free quote, 401-392-1025, 401 401- 392-1025 and online lawndoctor.com, your best lawn ever guaranteed. Folks, good morning. It's Sunday Petro. Now, next hour, you don't want to miss it. Those on Facebook Live, you just go to the website. If you can't, for whatever reason, get the station, AM 1380 at dePetro.com. Listen online. And then Governor Mundo coming up at uh, 1 o'clock for the daily press briefing. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break right now for the 12 o'clock news. But stay tuned. On the other side, uh, DePetro debate with Donna Perry. You're going to want to hear we touch on the situation with the colleges, President Trump, Governor Mundo, and a lot more. Leave it right here. It is the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380. Right now, it's 12 o'clock.